Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me once again for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about circling the drain. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always and take some copious notes. I have a really informative show for you today. Now, as always, let's start out with our quote of the day. Don't use all your energy to manage your pain. Just let it go. Now, let's start here at 1 Corinthians chapter number 9, and we're going to look at verse number 24. So if you have your Bibles, grab them. Read along with me in this verse. Very familiar passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 24. Notice what it says. Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize? So run that ye may obtain. Now, this is a different type of show, or should I say different type of title, in that we're going to talk about circling the drain. Not sure if you know what that is, but this is an adage that I've learned some years ago. I've heard people say it in different places where I've been. But circling the drain means rapidly declining. It means if someone is near death, he is circling the drain or downfall that would lead to failure, he's circling the drain. Or maybe if a business is losing money at a fast rate, they are circling the drain. The reality is that there are a lot of people that are circling the drain. They are going down in a downward spiral precipitously. And one of the things about circling the drain, when you are, it seems like that's it. I'm done. I quit. I'm throwing a towel. Things are just not going to work out the way that I've envisioned, the way that I thought that they would. And it seems like nobody can help me. Nobody can rescue me. And this is what's going on in the minds of a lot of Americans when they get up in the morning. They're going to jobs that they hate, marriages. They want to get a divorce, kids that are really getting on their nerves. I'm just circling the drain. And if no one helps me, this is going to be my final resting place. But I want to encourage you today and help you really to understand you don't have to circle the drain. You can come out of any situation that you find yourself in. And that's the raw reality about a lot of things that we, in many cases, don't understand. There is hope for you. And this is why this podcast, I think, is so important because I want to empower you and help you in your day-to-day life to really realize and understand that you got to be your own advocate, man. God in you is your health and your help and your joy and your peace right now. So when we talk about this, I want to give you five potential factors that I want you to consider. 
if you're not getting the results that you want, or if you feel like, hey man, I am really circling the drain and I'm really tired of doing it. I really want to get out of this bad place that I'm in. I'm tired of every day in survival mode, for there are a lot of people that are surviving. They're not thriving at all in life. And life can become very difficult and hard if we don't have a plan to get out of the situation that we're in. So let me give you these five and I want you to rehearse them. I want you to look at them. I want you to go back over them again and again and again, because I really want to help you to see that there is some help for you. Here's number one, lack of clear goals. This is one of the reasons why people are circling the drain and going in a downward spiral. They absolutely have no clear goals. And I want to underscore clear you have to be clear about where you're going. You got to be clear about the things that you want in life. If you don't have well-defined and specific goals, it can be challenging to make any kind of progress in your life. And without any clear directions, you may find yourself drifting and not making any significant headway. Imagine going to Chicago with no clear roadmap. You're not going to get there, at least in the time that you want to get there. And so we have to have a roadmap regarding life about how we're going to get from here to there. Most people wake up flying by the seat of their pants, hoping, praying and wishing that things are going to turn out and they absolutely never do. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the time to set smart. I'm going to say that again. I want you to take the time to set SMART. Now, this is an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. It stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Revelant, and Time-Bound Goals to give yourself a clear roadmap. You got to do it smart. I've heard sports athletes say that there are levels to this. There are levels in life. Now, if you're on the high school level, you got to play at the high school level. If you're on the college level, you got to play at the college level. But when you are in the professional level, you got to play at the professional level. What you did in college, what you did in high school is not going to work at the professional level. So you have got to prepare for SMART. You got to do things in a smart way. So this is what I want you to begin to do. Specific again, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-bound goals. That's going to give yourself a time and an opportunity to be able to achieve the things that you want in life. And I know we get tired of hearing goals because many times we're just like, oh, I'm just writing things down on paper. No, it's more than that. Remember now, we're doing things in a systematic process. Many times people are going down because they have no vision beyond today. And so I'm praying that God would touch your mind and give you a vision for your life. I've often told people in my church that it's very hard to have a corporate vision and for me to give a corporate vision when you don't even have a personal vision for your life, purpose, and destiny. When you really understand that, then I can give you something beyond yourself. And then you want to be a part of something beyond yourself. So we have to get to a point where these lack of clear goals have become an enemy of my progress. So I cannot get up anymore out of the bed and not 
not have any clear goals for my life. I've got to know where I'm going. Now, again, you may not know every little nuance, every little thing about what you need to do, but you have got to have some basic specific things that you can measure, some things realistically that you can achieve so that you can at least find yourself saying, I was here, but now I'm here. I may not have arrived, but I have left. This is what you got to do. Number two, procrastination. Man, this is a monster. Most people procrastinate. I know I have been in a place of procrastination in my life. And procrastination is such a dream killer. It's a stiller. It will wipe out your joy, your peace. I'm telling you, man, it is a straight up, it's a problem. And so we got to get through this. So procrastination is, is a common challenge for many young adults. It's a common challenge for older people as well. And if you consistently delay tasks or put off important responsibilities, it can hinder your progress. So you got to try to identify the root causes of your procrastination. And then you got to work on developing time management and discipline. Getting to the root of it in most cases is just fear. We're just fearful. I know in certain times in my life, one of the reasons why I procrastinated because I didn't have any money. And when you don't have any money, you don't have any finances, you don't have any resources. There were tasks and certain things I put off. One of the ways that I got through that, I had to realize that it doesn't cost me anything to dream. It doesn't cost me anything to plan. It doesn't cost me anything to write something down on paper regarding what I want. So you have to make a move against procrastination because what procrastination wants you to do is just sit there and do nothing. And when you do nothing, you can't go forward. You can't do anything. So watch this. Maybe you don't have any money to buy a car. That won't stop you from going to the car lot. Maybe you don't have any money. Maybe your credit is bad or you just can't buy a house. But that won't stop you from going to look. See, there are things you can do. And see, when we really begin to start making moves, just something as simple as going to the car lot, just something as simple as driving up in a neighborhood, and looking at the houses and walking through the neighborhood and seeing the families that are there and then envisioning and, and imagining what you would look like living in that area, it will boost your confidence. See, everything that you want to be has its own modus operandi for you to get it. I'm going to say that again. Everything that you desire to be has its own modus operandi for you to get there. So your motivation got to come from your vision and the way that you get your vision, you got to start moving. The Bible still says that faith without works is dead. I'm going to show you my faith by what I'm doing, not by what I'm saying. So procrastination, don't allow procrastination to sit with you because I'm telling you, man, it'll put his arms around you. It'll hold your hand. It'll chain you to the bed, but you can get up and do something so that you just don't die in the place that you're in. I believe the scripture says, why sit ye here until we die? 
We know death is imminent, so but we just not going to sit here and just let the enemy rob us. We just not going to sit here and let our fear stop us. We just not going to sit here and let the fact that we don't have any money stop us because when are we going to have any money? Again, when you start making some little small steps against what I'm calling an attitude or spirit of procrastination, trust me, it's going to begin to get out of your way because it realizes that you're not going to let anything stop you. Point number three, lack of skill development. This is something that is prevalent in our schools because I don't personally believe that school help you to develop your skill, but you need skill to make it in this world. Why? Because today's world is very competitive and developing relevant skill is crucial for your own success and development. And if you haven't invested in acquiring the skills you need and desire to become better than what you are as it relates to your career or even your personal growth, it can be a significant barrier to seeing results. But this is what I want you to consider. I want you to consider out an educational opportunity. I want you to consider training. I want you to consider mentorship to enhance your skill set. You have to be able to discover what it is that you have. Once you know what you have, then you got to dig deep and then you have to sharpen that skill. That's what's going to help you to become successful. I told my son this. I said, man, one of the things you got to understand, maybe you don't want to go to college. I get that. Everybody don't want to go to college. Everybody is not college material, although I believe you are. You're an honor roll student. You're a smart kid. That don't mean that you got to go to school for three to four years. One of the things we have to understand, you can have someone mentor you in a particular field or something that you want to do. And then maybe after they do that, maybe you can go to school later. But what I'm saying to you, there's so many ways today that young people are making money. I'm thinking, man, if social media and all of these things were available to me back in the 80s and 90s when I was coming up, man, we had to come up the rough way, the hard way. But we have a work ethic, my generation, I believe, a get up and go that a lot of young people today simply don't have because everything is right at your fingertips. So you have to be able to realize and understand you are living in such a technological world that you don't have to be broke. Man, we got these phones in our hand. Your phone is a cash register. That thing can just give you notifications. You can set up ways for people to pay you. I mean, you can come up in your, you can just be sleeping and come up with an idea the next morning and put that thing in play. And before you know it, you can make $500, $1,000. Before you know it, you can make $30,000 a month. I mean, young people are doing some amazing things, but you have to have some skill. And most people are circling the drain today because they have not honed in on their skill. Maybe because they don't know what their skill is or maybe because they're lazy. I mean, there's a lot of things, but don't let that stop you. You have to get educated. You have to get to a place where if you don't have the information, you got to go get it. And you can because you got all of these tools. You got all of these ways. You got all of these means to be able to help yourself do some amazing things. So a lack of skill development is going to destroy 
your life. Point number four, fear of failure or even rejection. Let's talk about that for a moment because a lot of people are circling the drain because of fear of failure. Here's one thing about the fear of failure. It is a part and parcel of you becoming successful because the fear of failure or rejection can paralyze your efforts and prevent you from taking necessary steps and risk. There's always a risk and reward to everything you want to do. There's always a risk and reward to everything you want to have. So anything that you see out here that you want to do, there's going to be a risk, but you got to understand there's going to be a reward. You can't have one without the other. You can't have failure without success. They go together. Most successful people will tell you, I have failed multiple times. Michael Jordan has this quote. I'm not going to give it because I don't know it verbatim, but he talks about the reason why I succeed is because I failed so many times in taking the shot. How are you going to win if you don't take the shot? How are you going to start the business if you don't start, if you're fearful that it's going to close, even if you start the business and it shuts down and it closes, you got more experience on what you need to do the next time than what you did before. So you can't just sit here in a dream state, in a dream world and fantasy and say, man, I wonder what it would be like to start the business. I wonder what it would feel like at some point you're going to have to get past the fear of failure and just start the business. You can't keep saying, I'm wondering what it would be like if uh, I graduated from college. At some point, you're going to have to enroll in some classes. That's just how life works. And for those of us that are Christians, God is not, I want you to hear this, he is not going to stop the failure process. No, he's not going to shield you from the failure process because it's important to recognize that setbacks and failures are all a part of the journey process of success. It just is. Here's my definition of failure. Failure is nothing more than an opportunity to begin again smarter. That's all it is. Don't look at failure as some end. Failure is nothing more than an opportunity to begin again smarter. So don't look at failure as something bad. Look at it as an opportunity. Okay, I tried it. I didn't do well at it. But you know what? This is what I'm going to do this time. So I'm going to get up. I'm going to go in a different direction. I got enough information. So you cannot continue to just do the same thing you did before. You're not learning from past experiences, but you got to get up and you say, okay, I failed. All right. I was rejected in this situation, but that is not going to keep me in a downward spinning situation where I can't get up again. Let me also say this to you as well. I, I think that, that this is important because we have to start, you know, sharing parts of our life. When I started my church about 18 years ago, you know, I was a you know a young man back in, in my 30s and I had, you know, dreams and desires about, you know, having a large ministry and being able to touch the world and, and doing all of these things. And and granted, I had, you know, some level of fear because I was like, I don't know, you know, if it's going to work. I don't know. But I got out there and I tried it. And one of the things that I had to realize about getting out and doing what God had called me to do that he had in my process of learning failure as a pastor. Because watch this, no one that starts 
anything knows how to do anything. I'm going to say that again. No one that starts anything knows how to do anything. See, God knew that. God already knew that I was going to fail in the first few years of pastoring. And, and let me say this. I have failed since then. I mean, failure is all a part of it. But, but one of the things that I want to tell you is that you don't have to be marred in the failure. Yeah, I failed as a pastor. There were some things I could have done differently. There were some things I should have done differently. And you can go to school for all of these things. But when you get out here and start doing the job, it's very different than being in the classroom. Yeah, I took some classes. Yeah, I did this. Yeah, I did that. But the reality is that stuff don't prepare you for being no pastor. What prepares you for being a pastor is when you're doing the work and then you find out, oh, wow, I don't know this. Oh, man, I don't have this. But you know what? You don't quit. You don't stop. You learn. You don't quit. You don't stop. You figure it out. You don't quit. You don't stop. The Holy Spirit helps you with this. He helps you with that. Before you know it, you get up, you brush yourself off, and then you get out there and you do it differently. So don't let the fear of failure or rejection stop you. Embrace it and say, you know what? I've learned now. I'm better. I'm wiser. I'm smarter. I'm more patient. I'm more calculated now. I know how to build a team. I know how to talk to people. I know how to work with people. You don't have that when you start out. So stop thinking that you got to have it all together before you take the step, before you take the leap. That is just not how things work. And finally, point number five, we're talking about circling the drain now, inadequate planning and execution. This is one of the reasons why people just continue to go in a downward spiral. They simply have an inadequate plan and execution to support them in the thing that they say that they want to do. What are we talking about? Having a plan is essential, but effective execution is equally critical. Let me say this to you this way. Prayer is not a plan. Hope is not a plan. Praise and worship is not a plan. These things are not plans. I talk to Christians a lot and they say, well, you know, I'm praying about it. Well, praying about it ain't no plan. Well, you know what? I get up and worship. That's wonderful. But that's not a plan. No, I fast twice a week. That's wonderful too. That's not a plan. Joy and peace is not a plan. So we got to get something that we can measure. A plan is something you can measure. And I've often told people this, I would rather have a plan that God tears up than not have a plan at all. You have to have a plan for your life. You need to have a five-year plan, even a 10-year plan. You got to have something written on paper that you can look at to keep you going down the path of success. When we look at our Bibles, the Lord gave us a Bible. He wrote a plan. He didn't just say, do it the best way you can. He didn't just say, figure out life the best way you can. No, he left us a plan. The word of God is crucial. It's essential. It's critical to you achieving the goals that he had for your life. Whatever it is that you want to believe or whatever it is that you have or whatever it is you believe God has called you to do, that Bible is there as a guide. Often say it's full of guidelines, principles, and instructions for your life. But again, it's one thing to have a plan. 
It's another thing to execute it. I remember being in school. I never learned how to write no plan. Schools have failed a lot of us. I don't remember no class about writing a plan, let alone executing one. You have a lot of young people. They just don't know how to write a plan and then they don't know how to execute it. If you are in that situation, reach out to me, email me. You're listening to this podcast. Take that leap of faith. Take that step of faith and reach out to me so that I can help you get an adequate plan and then teach you how to execute it. If you're not seeing any results, it might be because your actions are not aligned with your plan. So here's one of the things you got to do. You have to evaluate your daily habits, routines, and strategies to ensure they are supporting your goals effectively. And again, this is where a mentor or someone you can trust, someone you have watched navigate life and they're doing it very well. And I can guarantee you they're not flying by the seat of their pants. I can guarantee you they're not getting up hoping and a wishing and a praying. They're not getting up dealing with by chance, I'm going to become a millionaire. No. You have to you have to get to a place where you have something concrete, not something of sand that you standing on. That stuff is going to fail you. So I want you to get up and take what we call the bull by the horns today and get to a place where you can write out your plan. Write the plan. Make it plain. The Bible talks about this. We have to get to a place where we are getting up and we are becoming more proactive. We have to stop reacting and be the action daily. You up right now, you listening to me. Do you have a plan for your day? Do you have a plan for your week? Do you know how to execute certain things? People want to lose weight. Do you have a plan? People want a better marriage. Do you have a better plan? Do you have a plan? People want to have a better way to communicate with their children. Do you have a plan? You talk to people and they say, I want to be this. I want to be that. My next question is, do you have a plan? And then we get crickets. We don't hear anything. And I'm saying to you today, life is about having a plan. I'm telling you, the older I get, I see it all the time. Anything I want to do, I got to sit down and say, okay, this is just not going to happen. Things in life, in terms of you being successful, things are just not going to happen. Good is just not going to happen for you. Prosperity is just not going to happen for you. Having joy and peace is just not going to happen to you. Having a successful marriage, a successful business, being mentally strong, being positive every day is just not going to happen. You have to have a plan. And then again, you have to execute it. You got to do it. And here's the thing about doing it. Just because you do it on day one and you have a successful day one, it don't even mean you're going to do it on day two. I have seen people, they got so excited on day one. And then by day three, they just fizzled out. So you got to practice the practicing. You got to stay with it. You got to keep grinding. You have to stay with your routine. You got to stay with your strategy, even though you may feel like this is ridiculous. I'm getting nowhere. At some point, the wall will fall. At some point, the giant will fall. 
At some point, David took that rock, put it in the slingshot and took off Goliath's head. I'm telling you, man, it will work, but you got to do it. If you're tired of circling the drain, if you're tired of going down, I'm telling you, I'm throwing you a lifeline today. I've given you five reasons why you can move past this. Let's go over them again. Lack of clear goals, procrastination, lack of skill development, the fear of failure or rejection, and inadequate planning and execution. These things that I've given you today, these tools will help you to stop going down the hill with no help. I want you today. I want you today. I want you to do this today, not tomorrow, not next week. I want you to go back over these, look at them again, study them again, read them again, get it in your heart, get it in your spirit, and then say, you know what? I'm going to get up and do something. Well, that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I hope this blessed you. If it did, send me an email. Let me know that these episodes are helping you at info at thomasadeloach.com. You can always go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. Check out my advocacy, who I am. Reach out to me. Connect with my school. Connect with the things that we're doing. I want to be able to walk with you in this thing called life. You don't have to do life in community by yourself. We are here. We can't make you take advantage of it, but I want to encourage you. If you connect with me, things are going to get better because I'm going to push you. And it's nothing like somebody being able to push you and believe in you. This is why we are here. So take advantage of it today. Listen, I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you. I want you to get up and do something great because greater is he that lives within you than he that lives in the world. And remember, above all things, to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show, To Empower You. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.